Welcome to Vista Life with Dr. Jesse Bollinger and Benet Conlin. Jesse Bollinger and co-host Mae Conlis. Uh, Colin, back for another episode of the Vista Life podcast. How are you, Benet? I'm doing good, yeah. Yeah, pretty well, pretty well. I think we've, from what I've heard, heard we've all gotten back from Thanksgiving and recovered from talking to all the Vistas, and uh, same for you, settled back into the office and kind of gotten back in the routine? Yep. Yeah, good. Yeah, I've heard from a few folks, and... I think everybody had a good break, so, and uh, you and I are both pretty local to Iowa, so uh, you get to go see some family and that over the, over the break? Um, yeah, I did. Good. Um, yeah, same here, so glad to be back and get a little more time off over the, uh, right around Christmas, at least for me, uh, so I'm looking forward to having uh, just under a week off, so it's good. So, and uh, get one more episode in for the month. So, uh, I think today, uh, kind of going back and talking about uh, the beginning of our service through the application process. So, uh, just to kind of give those interested in serving an idea of how to to apply, and uh, even a refresher maybe for those that uh, that want to apply again. So, a couple resources that we've learned about in that. So. Um, of course, uh, we all know about uh, AmeriCorps.gov, and, and if you do serve or are interested in applying, uh, you create a my.americorps.gov profile. Um, so, Ben, you want to talk a little bit about uh, your experience in finding out about my AmeriCorps and setting up that, that profile and kind of what you went through to create that and what kind of information you included and, and, and how, how that process kind of went for you? Yeah, um, I think what I first found out about AmeriCorps Vista, I think I've mentioned in a um, career fair at um, my college that I was going to, and um, it wasn't until later when I was looking for jobs that I had actually thought on it, and I think somewhere it came up, and when you try and apply for a position for an AmeriCorps Vista, they have you go in and create a my.americorps.gov account, and then you have, like, there's eight tabs that you have to go in and fill out the basic information motivational statement, skills and experience, education, community service, criminal history questionnaire, demographic information and references. 
And for me, like, everything was pretty much quick and easy to fill out. Um, it took me a while, though, for me to get my references. A lot of it was just because I kept putting it off. And another part of it was um, because the I, was having, I think I was having some ways email struggles with some of the, with a few of my references. So um, with the, when you put in your references, they will send out an email and a form, I believe, for your reference people to fill out. And well, one of my references never got that email, so I ended up kind of picking a different reference and her email worked a lot better. You know, I had a similar experience, actually, interestingly enough, on the references. So I ended up putting in three references. And because, so put in the first one, it went through fine. You know, I, of course, called all these people ahead of time and, and you know, asked, would you be willing to be a reference? And this is what's going to happen. You're going to get this email and go to this website and fill out, you know, what they're asking for. And so I uh, did that, and the second one didn't get it. And then the third reference uh, actually went right in and did it. And what I thought was nice was, we actually would get emails, or you'll get an email when they complete the reference. So that was nice. Uh, what I thought was interesting when I went through, I already, and now of course, I already knew about the background check because uh, I've worked previously in national service, as as I might have said on a prior episode, um, in in the director's capacity for an RSVP, a retired senior volunteer program, uh, and so I'm familiar with with the background checks that have to happen for employees, but, but became familiar with AmeriCorps background checks through that position because my office was right down the hall from the AmeriCorps State Program Director. Um, and so that was easy. The part of the process that kind of caught me off guard was the, the statement about why, why I wanted to serve. And, and it caught me off guard simply because I, when the position came my way, I was just looking for a change in scenery. I was looking for something new to do. And I've always kind of given consideration to AmeriCorps, you know, or VISTA, but the opportunity to serve in my own community just kind of popped up. And So to put that into a written statement was kind of an interesting task. It wasn't hard, but it really helped frame, wow, why, why do I really want to do this? And, yeah. and it really kind of drove how I approached beginning my service especially. So that was kind of neat to, to have to go I, through that, that statement. I think with my motivational statement, I had to rewrite it a few times. <laughs> right. It's like right. it's really weird, I think, writing that part. I mean, do you find, though, that that motivational statement is, is that still part of you right now? I mean, because you're, I mean, you're almost, for all intents and purposes, I mean, you're almost done. You're done in, like, March, if I remember right. You're done, like, the middle of March, I think. Um, yeah, I'm getting done. Yeah, I, as I, I even completely forgot what I put, but I pulled up my application for this. And it's, I have a very short statement, um, nothing too long. And 
I'd say it's still pretty accurate. It's not even stronger than when I started. So. Yeah, no, I think my if I was to write my statement, like if I was to write a post-service statement, maybe, I think it would in some ways mirror my motivational statement for my application, but it would be much stronger just because now mm-hmm. I've got the understanding of what serving really feels like. Um, you know, so, so definitely, but definitely something to think about. So once, once we apply on, on my AmeriCorps, um, at least in, in the case of, of my position, uh, what happened for me next was getting a, a, a contact from, from our state office uh, from a gal by the name of Nicole Quaid that you and I both know, uh, but for anybody outside of Iowa, uh, our state office, and, and doing a, uh, I believe we did a phone interview. Uh, we might have done it on Skype, but I think we were on the phone. And, and then eventually interviewing with my site supervisor, uh, which was, was pretty, uh, I, I'll admit, I was actually nervous to interview with Nicole, which was weird because I don't normally get nervous like for job interviews, but this really, um, I felt quite a bit of pressure, I guess, <laughs> because I really wanted the position. And, and so uh, it, it was a little more nerve-wracking than maybe normally should have been. So... What about you? Did you interview with Nicole as well, right? Um, I wasn't introduced until actually a bit later. So at, right after you, uh, like you had in your application and then you applied for a place, you were immediately introduced to Nicole? It was, I, I believe, if I, if I recall correctly, my first, like I submitted my application uh, so, so when I found out about the position, I, I learned about the position from somebody in the community. And the morning after that happened, I talked to the site supervisor, and she sent me the, like, the link for, for the position, like the position description and that. And that had the link, of course, to the My AmeriCorps. And I filled that out and then uh, was contacted by Nicole to say, hey, you know, we, need to, we need to do an interview. And uh, then things went from there. Um, I don't recall doing an interview with her. Um, I know after I created my application, I went to the search listings, and I put in my application um, to quite a few places, actually. And then um, the Vista leader contacted me in an email, but at the time I didn't no, she was a VISTA leader, and I was still kind of very confused, and there was times where I had questions, and I wasn't sure if she was the person who I could ask these questions. I think in some ways I still asked the questions, and right. but um, it wasn't, I think, until um, I got in the place that I'm at now had set up a interview and I came in and then I got a call I think from Nicole soon afterwards and I, and I may have somewhere in there gotten an email from one of the Vista leaders too who, who we both both now know pretty well and have had on the, on the show before so 
you know, here's the interesting thing. One of the things that I learned as I was going through this journey, just short, just shortly before, uh, and I had seen this before in the past, but I'd never really paid attention to it. Shortly before I applied for the Vista position that I'm in now, I had actually applied, or I had actually inquired about an AmeriCorps State position in Colorado. And I had actually been asked to apply for that and interview. And I did apply for it, and they asked, and they wanted to interview me. And so I was actually working on, they, they had asked me to schedule that interview the same day that Nicole or one of the leaders, whoever it was, said, hey, we want to schedule an interview for this VISTA position. And the way I found out about the position in Colorado actually was on Craigslist. And so that's one of the interesting things about AmeriCorps. And, I, and so I've been a little more cognizant since, and I've actually seen a lot all over the country. And I've purposely gone and looked a couple times. Um, a lot of host agencies will put their VISTA positions on Craigslist with links to the AmeriCorps site you know, with the link essentially to the My AmeriCorps mm -hmm. so people can just create their profiles. Um, so that was kind of neat, and, and it's interesting to me that they do that. And it didn't make sense at first, but then I realized college students especially now, because we didn't, I mean, we didn't, Craigslist was not a big thing when I was in college 10 years, you know, 15 years ago, you know. Uh, it was kind of just starting out, and but I think now for students that are looking to graduate and relocate, Craigslist is a thing. I mean, it's a way to research. Yeah. Definitely. So, good. What about, I think we're both familiar with serviceyear.org. Um, what, what's been your experience with the serviceyear.org uh, concept or that site? Have you, have you used that at all? Um, I actually have not used that website. I've honestly just found out about service here um, not too long ago when we did a gathering of a bunch of AmeriCorps because they wanted to find out what could be better in the Des Moines area for AmeriCorps, not just Vistas, but like Green Corps, and um, I think there were some other ones I can't remember. but. Yeah, that's when I found out about them, and to me it's kind of like, well, I'm already in a VISTA position. I didn't really look too much further into it. Well, I, cre I created, I, I have an account on service year, and what I thought was interesting was, I haven't completed my profile yet, but, but as I looked at what completing a profile looked like, one of the things I figured out is it's a really good way that if you're considering serving for the first time or if you're considering doing a second, third, fourth, or even your fifth year that you're eligible for, it's a really good way for other agencies to find you. Because one of the questions that I've asked myself is, I've done this year, I definitely know that I want to use all of my eligibility. It's just a matter of when I want to do it. And if I choose to do it outside of Iowa, service years are a really good way to let other agencies know that, hey, I'm interested and this is who I am. 
And, and so that's kind of my understanding of the service year concept is it, it really connects. It kind of starts, it can be a conversation starter with other agencies. And so I'm kind of excited to take some time sometime and fill out that profile um, because I know a lot of focus has been given to the year of service, which is really important. But it made me think back to, and, and you might remember this, um, shortly after September 11, 2001, um, you know, people started to kind of talk, especially of our generation, started to talk about you know, serving and doing things. And then in his 2002 presidential address, the, the State of the Union, uh, then President Bush actually called on all Americans to give 4,000 hours, which is two years of service at some point in their lifetime. And I think that's really where the service year idea kind of came from. So uh, that's been interesting and something to kind of keep in mind as I've served and thought about what's going to happen in August when my term's over. Okay. Yeah. So have you considered doing another year of service? Um, I had, but um, with me financially, it would be e easier for me to just get a, hopefully, a well-paying job than to just keep, um, than to do another year. Right, right. No, it's definitely, uh, you know, with the stipend, uh, the stipend's wonderful, and I'm really thankful. Mm -hmm. But it, especially in a bigger area, um, I can definitely understand the struggle. And I, I, I realize too, you know, I've been in Lamoni for five years or almost five years prior to beginning my service. And so we were already established in the community and already had a place and, and, and all these things. And so, uh, you know, for you, for example, chances are you'd probably be relocating and, and, and there's definitely some expense to that. So uh, yeah, a little harder to uh, I mean, to I think that. once I'm like more stable, financially stable and everything, I might do another service here. But. Right. Well, I mean, the other thing is, you know, when, when we, uh, and of course I'm going to do it, probably before you just because we're a little older than you are, but when you, when you hit, uh, I believe it, I believe it's 55. Uh, it might be 65, but I'm pretty sure it's 55. Once you hit that age, if you, if you do serve, uh, at least this is of now, and, and, I, and I hope it doesn't change, you can serve your term as a VISTA, uh, and I believe even, even in some AmeriCorps state positions, but VISTA for sure, and the if you take the education award at the end, uh, which right now is, is uh, just under $6,000, um, you can actually assign that award uh, if, you're, if you're at that age or above. You can assign that award to a child or uh, I believe even a grandchild. So uh, that's something I've really had to keep in mind is, hey, you know, serving when I, quote, retire um, is really a good thing. Yeah, and, and, um, senior core 
Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't looked much into that, but maybe when I retire, that would be a good idea. So, so the thing about Senior Corps is, so since I, since I was a Senior Corps program director, because RSVP is part of Senior Corps. So Senior Corps mm-hmm. is made up of three programs. Um, RSVP, the Retired Senior Volunteer Program, Foster Grandparents, or FGP, um, and then Senior Corps, RSVP, FGP, and then Senior Companions, SCP. So Senior Companions is the third. Those programs don't have the stipend element necessarily, or you don't sign up for a year, or you sign up for, well, honestly, you sign up for as long as you want to, at least with RSVP. You sign up, and some RSVP members might only serve a couple hours a year. Um, You know, I I had other volunteers in my program that served, you know, 10, 15 hours a week. It just kind of depended. So uh, senior core programs are a lot different than AmeriCorps. Um, probably the only commonality with that is, is really that it's part of the Corporation for National and Community Service. Uh, might be one of the, only the real uh, commonality. So it, it, it's, it's a different world, but definitely a good thing to do when you, when you retire. So. Very good. Any other thoughts on applying and finding? Um, I don't know. I remember when looking at the skills and experiences, there was some wording in there. I can't remember what it was exactly, but they're kind of like asking if you had any like certificates or anything and I remember thinking, well, I don't have any of this. I don't have any awards. Um, and will I still be, like, accepted? Or am I, like, are they looking for people, like, really smart, high educational people that I'm just not? So there was a bit of worry on that for me, but I just kind of went and applied. You know, yeah, and, and for me, I was looking at that thinking, okay, I've got, I've got a PhD, I've got, you know, different things, you know, I've, I've got an inactive real estate license in the state of Iowa, I've got some different things. And so it was actually almost humbling to have to go and listen to like, oh, I've done all this stuff. And so for me, it was like, are they going to accept me because I have done all this? I had the opposite problem. It was like, I have all this experience. Are they really going to want me as an AmeriCorps member? And the interesting thing was, probably more so in the past month, I've realized that like my technology skills that were really strong in high school, that have probably been next to dormant for the last 10 to 15 years, or 10 years probably at least since I graduated college, I haven't done much with technology. It's all coming back. You know, we're getting ready to work on a web design project. We're going to do some database stuff. I'm going to have a whole bunch of stuff that I'm going to have to learn that I never thought I would, you know, that I've always kind of wanted to. And so now it's like, here's the opportunity. And so that was kind of exciting. Uh, so I, and I even had that realization when I was filling out that section, like, wow, I could really learn some stuff that I've wanted to learn for a really long time. <laughs> so, you know, the bottom line is, I think anybody that wants to serve 
just do it. Just be truthful. Tell who you are. Think about those skills that maybe you haven't used for a really long time. And I really think everybody should do it. You know, uh, even going through the application process, just because you're not selected by one agency uh, doesn't mean another agency is not looking for somebody, you know, like you. And uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, and, and you meet some really awesome people. That's that's the other part of it. It's been a really great networking experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really been doing a whole lot of huge networking, um, but I know I'm just being at my Vista place, um, it, I feel a lot more confident be working in a nonprofit sector, whereas before I didn't think I could be in an office place and be able to know everything and didn't think I, I didn't have that confidence. And thanks to Vista, now I do, and it's really reassuring to feel that, like, okay, now I feel confident in applying to those jobs that I didn't when I graduated college. Right, absolutely. And, and I think, I, I mean, even to a degree, I'm a fairly confident person. Um, I have pretty strong habits and attitudes, you know, regarding life and work, and, and I'm pretty open about those things. But... This has this has changed. Even though I'm used to you know being in nonprofits and I'm used to being in the office setting, um, I've changed the way I do a lot of things. I've changed the way I interact with people. I've had the opportunity to probably do more cross generational work than I probably ever have. I mean. Uh, you know, I'm working with elementary school kids clear up to, you know, people in their 80s and 90s. Um, maybe not every day working with all those groups, but it's really been uh, it's really been a good experience, and it's really kind of opened me up to some different comfort zones uh, that that I've really probably needed you know, to, to learn some different things and have some different perspectives. Yeah. Well, very good. So uh, put it in, we'll put it in the show notes like we always do, uh, my.americorps.gov and, of course, the americorps.gov website and the serviceyear.org uh, as well uh, for, for folks to learn about those uh, opportunities. And, and, of course, we always have the uh, you know feedback and questions um, Vista Life Show at gmail dot com and uh, be happy to see messages from anybody that has questions or, or show ideas. So, um, any final thoughts, Benay, before we end this one? Uh, not that I can think of. I mean, we've covered. That was everything about the application, or at least most of the thing I can think of. Yeah, no, I, we covered a lot of the hot the hot buttons. I think for for the application process. You know, the mm-hmm. other thing about the application is basic personal information. Where do you live? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, basic content information. I mean, that's the other part of it. Um, and uh, we'll delve 
another episode a little more into benefits and some of that. So uh, appreciate everybody listening, and we will see you in December. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.